here's something interesting that I think you might not be aware of. Remember during COVID when we thought the world was just going to completely return to normal? In some ways it did and has, but in others it really, really changed. It was a really good time to pass through some new regulations and rules. And in fact, one of those changes made it a lot more expensive for Canadians to go and work in the States. The cost of a couple different types of visas was quietly introduced, making it really difficult to go into the States to work. This has a big impact on certain industries like the music industry. Think musicians who need to go down to the States to tour. We're going to talk a little bit about what these changes mean and how it impacts uh, the livelihoods of people like musicians with our guest, who's a music historian and host of the ongoing history of new music. Alan Cross is joining the show. Alan, good to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. No, thanks for having me. So uh, walk us through this change here, because there are a few different visas that have been affected. Essentially, this means it's just a lot more expensive to to get them and then to go ultimately work in the States. Right. The one that we're most concerned with is something called the P visa. This allows somebody in the entertainment industry to go across the border and perform for money uh, and then leave the country and, and go back home. So if you are a touring musician, you need a P visa before you even get to the border if you want to be able to play anything, any shows in America. Uh, you have to apply at least three months in advance to get your P visa. So there's none of this quick ducking back and forth across the border. Mm. And uh, the cost of this P visa has gone from about, or it's proposed to go from about 460 U.S. dollars to over 1,600 U.S. dollars. Oh now God. keep in mind that this is money that you have to pay before you sell a single ticket or see a single dime from any of the shows that you expect to play in the United States. And this is the biggest music market in the world. Everybody wants to play in the States because there's an opportunity to make some serious money there. Mm -hmm. But the Department of Homeland Security and uh, some uh, the uh, the USC, uh, USIC, which is another uh, border, uh, border or, uh, department, they say that they need these extra fees because A, well, the prices haven't gone up for a very long time, and it's about time that we, we put them up. And B, well, we want to be able to hire some extra people to handle the backlog of uh, the visas that are coming in, visa requests that are coming in. And C, uh, you know, we want to use this money to help us better deal with asylum seekers. What? So, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So because the U.S. can't get their act together as far as the border is concerned, they're a asking foreign artists, foreign <laughs> musicians to pay for it. Wow. Now, what a slap in the face to this industry. Oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. So if a band wants to go, that's $1,615 U.S. Per three person. months in advance. Uh, no, for the band itself, for okay. the entity itself. But if you have uh, a road crew, which you do, that's another $1,615. If you have a girlfriend, a manager, or a boyfriend, or somebody that wants to tag along with you, they need a visa. They need something called an O visa, which is $190 U.S. now, but they want to put that up to over $400. So, uh, you know, add this all up, we're already at about $5,000 Canadian dollars just to apply to get into the United States. If you want this expedited, which will help you, you know, maybe four or five days, that's another 1,445 US dollars. So we're already at almost 7,000 Canadian dollars 
for a band or an artist to move across the border to play. And the crazy thing about this is that if an American band wants to come and play in Canada, you know what they pay? Zero. Wow. Unbelievable. Okay, so you're going to have people that say, okay, well, why doesn't a band just tour in Canada then? Why not just take advantage of, of being here in our country? Why is that not a great option? Well, first of all, Canada is only about 39 million people. It's, it's small potatoes, number eight in the world as far as the music market is concerned. You've got 330 million in the U.S., which is the number one market. That's where you have to make the bucks. Uh, it's very difficult to tour Canada east to west because there's so much uh, highway driving. Uh, it, you know, by the time you get from Vent, uh, Victoria to, to St. John's, I mean, that's a long way to go. It's yeah. pretty sparse. Uh, so the natural touring direction is in North America is north-south. So, for example, if you're in, in B.C. and you're blocked off from the rest of Canada by the by the Rockies, it is much more cost-effective for you to go to, you know, Seattle and Portland and San Francisco and, and Los Angeles, that north-south thing. If you're in the northeast or, or the, the uh, eastern Canada, you know, Toronto, Montreal, whatever, you go Boston, Cleveland, New York, you know, it's just so much easier. Um, and it's not just Canadian artists, I should point out. This, these view visa fees apply to all foreign acts, all of them. So if you're from Europe, you're from the UK, if you're from Mexico and you want to you know, hop up to Arizona for a couple of shows over the weekend, can't do it unless you pay these visa fees. Which is, is just bad business because obviously you get a band coming in from, from out of country and that's going to have nothing but a positive effect on your economy, right? It is suggested that if for every one dollar that is spent on touring, on on bringing a band in, it brings in about three dollars and thirty cents American, and put to the local economy. Wow! So by making it more difficult for foreign acts to tour the United States, the local economy is being shot in the foot to the tune of somewhere between three and three and a half billion dollars a year. So this is obviously something that you can you can really wrap your head around how this would impact musicians, especially you know if someone's sort of an up and comer, even sort of a mid level band, how how an extra five thousand dollars just to get into the states is really going to impact you and potentially put you out of even going on a tour at all. But this would impact other industries as well, Alan. Right? This isn't just unique to musicians. No, this uh, if you're an actor, for example, anybody with the, the P visa applies to people with uh, extraordinarily extraordinary talents. Okay. So that would that would be you know you can you can you know interpret that whichever way you will. It can be you know somebody who is in the theater, somebody who is in movies. Uh, it could be an athlete. Uh, it could even be an academic with some really you know special knowledge or power. So th- again, it's it's impacting everybody just because. The U.S. can't figure out how to hire enough people to deal with asylum seekers, which I think is just absolutely bizarre. Yeah, it, yeah, it it just seems like a a way to really take advantage of of foreign groups, you know, to try to pay your own bills, which is just, yeah, I think shocking and really bad policy. It's, it's it's like when you stay at a hotel and you think, oh, I'm going to pay $169 a night for my room. Great. But when you check out, you realize that there's a whole bunch of extra amusement and, and hotel taxes right. that uh, 
that are that are tacked on. It's like, wait a second. I thought it was one hundred sixty nine dollars plus tax. Well, no, it's not. It's plus this tax and this fee and that fee. So it's a very good way to raise money without annoying the locals. Right. So you get you get somebody else to pay for it. And so is this something that has have you've already seen that this is impacting musicians? I mean, I would imagine too. You know, at this at this time, people are really trying to get back on the road and reestablish themselves as musicians that haven't necessarily been been able to tour for the last few years. So what's this doing to the industry? Well, what it's doing right now is is everybody is, is going to Ottawa to you know petition them to do something about it. The Canadian Independent Music Association, for example, has made a call for, for Ottawa to, to get on the horn with whoever is in charge in the U.S. and say, cut it out. Uh, there's something called the Music Managers Forum, uh, these are people who are, are music managers who look after bands. Uh, they say that something like uh, you know eighty five percent of their charges want to tour in the United States, but seventy percent of them won't be able to do it because of these new fees. There is uh, a couple of organizations in the UK that are really concerned. Um, because, you know, they come over all the time. So they're trying to pressure the British government to pressure the U.S. government to do something about this stuff. And the European Union, same kind of thing. Uh, this is considered to be some kind of, you know, weird blockage uh, to, to free trade. Um, some people have suggested that maybe we look at the USMCA, the new free trade agreement that Donald Trump created. And they have some, is there something in there about cultural exchanges that, that, that should be able to flow free across the border? Don't know. But whatever the case is, uh, until this gets sorted, uh, you know, everybody up to the, you know, being a mid-level band is going to really have to think very, very hard about uh, touring in the United States. And that could be a death knell for them because that's where, you know, once you tour Canada and you've, you've, you've done everything that you possibly could do here, where do you go? Well, you could go overseas. You could go to Europe. You could go to Australia. You could go to, to to the UK. That would be certainly cheaper, weirdly enough, than maybe going to the United States. Or you just hang it up and say, I, I, I can't do it. I, I'm going to have to stay uh, north of the border. I wonder, it was something that you said earlier about the fact that if a, a musician from the States, for example, wanted to come into Canada, they would pay nothing for their visa. Do you suggest that Canada it creates at least some kind of a charge? I'm shocked that it's that it's nothing. Yeah, I was really surprised at that, too, because I, I thought that there would be like a, like a nominal thing. Like, right. You know, for charging an administrative fee, like 40 or 45 bucks, apparently not, it's not reciprocal at all. And it has never been reciprocal. Um, it, it, it's only now that we're sort of talking about these things. So well, we could we could put you know we could slap something on on American artists coming north. But I mean, who would that hurt? Well, let's say okay. Well, we won't go and play our four shows in Canada. Uh, we'll just stay in the United States. So it would be depriving Canadians from seeing these acts. They can get along just fine without us. Yeah, we can't get along very well without them. Not a great position to uh, to be in, Ellen. Thank you so much for outlining that. Really appreciate your time. Okay, you're welcome. Of course. That's Alan Cross, music historian and host of The Ongoing History of New Music, talking about the U.S. punishing foreign musicians with higher visa fees, much higher visa fees.